may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to this live Good News Show on this beautiful January 10th, 2022, right? Sissel, we're in 2022 now, okay? <laughs> he looked at me like I would uh, know. No, yeah, you're kidding. like the calendar person, okay? Of you got to make sure I, I'm in the right uh, I year. I did not approve of getting this job, and I don't think I'm going to do well at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we are live, and we got some great uh, conversations and topics to talk to you about. And as we announced last Monday, we were kicking off the car raffle, and uh I tell you, these two months are just uh, crazy, crazy, uh, in a good way. It's fun. We get out to parishes. We do live remotes. Everything is like on turbocharge in January and February. And Sissel also has some very exciting news to tell you about. She's going to be hopping on a plane today, heading not west, east. And uh, <laughs> she'll tell you about that in just a second. We also have uh, a couple of great interviews to share with you during the uh, course of this uh, hour as well. Uh, our, our dear friend Bill Kula from the Catholic Foundation sent me an email, and he connected me to a gentleman named Joseph Rodriguez, uh, who is the Development and Communications Director with a, uh, a group called Community Does It, a nonprofit organization. And so he, he arranged for the two founders of Community Does It, Raul Estrada and Christine Roman, to be here. And i got to be honest with you, I'm just learning about this, and so we're going to figure out what this is all about. Uh, Christine was the founding principal of Crystal Ray uh, High School in Dallas, and she's here in studio, as is Raul. If the name sounds familiar, he, uh, a few years ago, we received the big award at the Catholic Foundation mm-hmm. dinner, and uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. In fact, that's coming up here around the corner, so glad to have them both in studio with me. And then uh, it is the second Monday of the month, and that means we will focus on young uh, Catholic professionals uh, during the second half of the hour. Peter Blue will be in studio. Uh, he is their chief operating officer. I think that, that may be a new title. Uh, I think that... Uh, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, he is the COO. Okay, we'll talk to him about that and how it's growing, and he also is going to have a guest on the phone with him. They're always hiring somebody. Like every month they've got, they've hired somebody else. And then we have to interview them formally on the air, and that's how they really get the job. That's part of their, uh, yeah. They keep growing and growing. I know. It's expanding Maybe they to... Just- I believe Arizona or Phoenix. Yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, they're Kansas. Yeah. Every Kansas, second, every Kansas, second yes. Monday of the month, they hire somebody. <laughs> uh, Veronica Dos is her name, D-O-S. I think that's how we, how we spell it. I mean, pronounce it. Uh, and she is the program coordinator. She'll be on the phone with us, and so that'll be a nice conversation as well. Looking forward to it. Before that, though, let's talk about the car raffle because it got started uh, big time. It did. Uh, yeah, last week, we had two live remotes. Porters, Army, Navy on uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, yeah. Thursday. 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 Thursday evening. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then Catholic Charities Friday morning. Yeah. Catholic Charities. We're in their, their boardroom with uh, David Woodyard and a uh, lot, Mike Murray and all, and uh, uh, a lot, a lot, Lacey. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And so we, 
Uh, also, raised some funds, sold some tickets. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was. It was those were a lot of fun. I always love going to see uh, Supporters Army Navy. They're always so much fun. And then it was my first time going to the Catholic Charities Alice office, and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to encourage everybody. I mean, support all of our sponsors, but uh, Steve and Cindy Porter, I mean, they are so generous. They are. Uh, we, we typically, when we go out and do a live remote, say, hey, can you pick something that's about $100 value as an incentive for people to buy tickets? And he offered up two different uh, pieces of jewelry that were about 450 to 500 dollars mm-hmm. each and uh, a gentleman by the name of michael won him and so congratulations we also gave away a couple of tickets to the catholic charities event uh which is coming up on february 5th saturday and then catholic foundation event is going to be on february 19th so a lot of stuff going on and uh all right we also visited some parishes over the weekend uh so you went to st michael's bedford I did. I got to go to the 9 and 11 a.m. masses, and they're both very full masses, very vibrant masses. Um, and it was beautiful to be there, and a lot of people came and visited me. Um, and I, I love Dave. We had some one person come to me say, I just moved here. I didn't know we had Catholic radio. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to be tuning in. I helped another guy get the app on his phone. I, um, you know, and, and then another guy was like, you know what? I had been feeling on my heart that I needed to be doing something like on my way to work, like mm-hmm. something spiritual. And he goes, I'm going to start listening to Catholic radio. And I was like, (laughs) ta-da, this is amazing. All very friendly. Had a great help from um, some of the ushers there, especially uh, Guillermo was really kind Mm -hmm. and uh, made sure that I had everything situated and uh, got to sit next to the ladies uh, collecting, uh, trying to get some recruits for the axe retreat that they're going to have coming up in the next few months. Um, And they also bought some tickets too. So it was really nice. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah. I was there there for a couple of masses there uh, at St. Michael. So thanks to Father B and Father James Mm -hmm. and Father Yesu and all the good people over there uh, as well uh, for allowing us to come out. It was a great visit. And I had one young uh, like college student come up and with oh, yeah? her father, and uh, the father said, she's the one that's the big Catholic radio fan. And I said, I told her about your show. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, yeah, young and present. So that's good. It's good to have some young uh, listeners. Yes. Speaking of young listeners, Diane uh, <laughs> yes. was uh, over at St. Uh, Michael the Archangel in McKinney. In McKinney. How'd that go? You know, it was one of the most beautiful parishes I've ever visited in my life. They had like a physically beautiful, physically the, the church, beautiful. Yeah. I'm serious. Like they had the statue venerating Saint John Paul II. I've never seen that at any Catholic parish. Oh, really? In the Metroplex? Yeah. You know, and they also had the Saint Michael Archangel statue, images of Our Lady of Guadalupe statue everywhere, Our Lady everywhere. It was just so beautiful, mm-hmm. and to be able to pray on. And in front of each of the statues and reverently, it was just, I've never seen, yeah. you know, it's been one able of those to parishes do that. I've never been to. Yes. It's, it's surprising after doing this for 15 years or some parishes I've never been to. St. Joseph Waxahachie, up until yeah. uh, yesterday, I'd never been there. Surprised me. Thanks, uh, of course, to Father Jet at St. Michael's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father James Yamuchi, what a great guy, mm-hmm. down in uh, Waxahachie. That's a big parish. And he gave me a, a walking tour of the grounds. They've oh, got a cool. school there. They've got an old sanctuary, the old church. Uh, uh, they're about to celebrate their 150th anniversary of that parish yeah. in 2024. There always seems to be at parishes that are about to celebrate <laughs> big milestones, you know? <laughs> know? Yeah, that is true. And uh, that parish really was generous. Oh, I, I was just uh, uh, really amazed. And so thanks to all them. And uh, that's the parish where the official voice of the GRN, Stan Roback, uh, attends. Right. I didn't he see him. I, I, I didn't see him, uh, but uh, they uh, he's uh, there, but I wasn't How able to How far is Waxahachie from... 
Las Colinas. Uh, about uh, from my house in Bedford, it was forty-five miles. Oh wow! So it's 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 out there. It's out yeah. There, yeah. So <laughs> from from here, probably you know thirty-five mile, thirty miles maybe. Uh, and then finally, St. Jude Chapel in uh, downtown Dallas. Thank you to Father Stephen Bearshank uh, for allowing uh, Joseph and Stephen to go out there. And again, great uh, generosity from the folks out there. And those were the four parishes. Uh, real quickly, this coming weekend, uh, we are going to be at St. Anthony Parish in Wiley and St. Philip in Louisville, the very mm-hmm. last time we'll ever be at, at St. Philip's in Louisville because they're moving to Flower Mound. Yes, yeah, so next year we'll be saying St. Philip's in Flower Mound. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of nice that we get to do one last little send-off uh, there. I, I was kind of hoping we'd be in the new church, but we'll take it one last time. In yeah. The, in the... yeah, there'll be plenty of opportunities, we pray. Oh yeah, uh, we hopefully to go to the in the new future. Church. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alright, and then the following weekend all kinds of six different parishes already uh, booked, and so it's going to be a busy weekend, and uh, real quickly, two things. We need speakers. Uh, if you like to visit parishes and uh, make an announcement after Mass, you don't mind public speaking, uh, we need a few uh, speakers, and so just email kth at grnonline.com if you're interested, and uh, we will tell you more about it. And real quickly, because I want to get to our first guests. Uh, I mentioned you're jumping on a plane today and going out to... Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. You're going. You're going to be on EWTN. I am. Yes, uh, Father Mark Mary invited me to be on Life on the Rock to talk about discipling young women based on a discipleship group that I help lead at my parish. So uh, yeah, like a little 15 minute interview. It's gonna. I have no idea, honestly, what to expect. I've been watching some of the past episodes, trying to like figure out. Okay, what? How do I sit? What do I do? Because you know, we we do radio, Dave. <laughs> We're not in front of cameras yeah, know. often, you know, know, to do it. So it's a whole. Other I actually thing. have the EWTN channel, so I'll be. Oh. Looking for her. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm just not going to tell you what it's I'm going to. Yeah. It's not going to air. T- not going to air tomorrow. It's going to no. air sometime in the future. Yes, right? it's the end of January. I'll have to look up the exact date. But yes, and then I think I'm also doing a podcast interview with him, so it'll be very exciting. And it's also my first time visiting EWTN. Oh, is that and right? I'm in the middle of finishing the book, uh, Raymond Arroyo's book about Mother Angelica, and so it'll be very exciting to see everything. In Reading person. all the EWTN books before you get out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Cecil, I'm going <laughs> to warn you. Yeah. Your flight back home might be very crowded because Alabama is I've playing in the this. national I've heard about championship. This. Tonight, yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, in Indianapolis. Man. I told her about that. I said, when you get there, it's going to be crazy in Birmingham. Oh tonight. boy! Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah. the ador- I always have Jesus, the Adoration Chapel. I can go hang out. <laughs> just say go tide a whole lot, and you'll be just fine. Isn't okay? it roll tide? Roll, yeah, roll tide. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, say, you're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think go tide would be okay as well. Yeah, don't say anything about the, the Georgia Bulldogs. I, I'm just see. not going to say anything. I'll be safer. All right, it's going to be a good game. So, all right, uh, uh, safe travel, and can't wait to. Uh, we'll give an update next week about how it went and then you can probably add, let everybody know when it's going to air by, okay, by next, my, next Monday, right? Okay, so that's what's going on. If you Again, if you can be a speaker and you and you enjoy public speaking, you want to visit some parishes, uh, in the, just in the next uh, six weeks or so, uh, email kth at grnonline.com, and that'll go to me and Cecil and uh, Diane, and then we will talk to you about it. Let's talk about this uh, amazing group. I, I love going into an interview where I just have no idea what this is all about. I, I spoke with Christine very, very briefly before the show, but I'm pretty much a blank slate when it comes to this. And so uh, the Community Does It nonprofit organization founded by Raul Estrada and Christine Roman. Both of them are in studio here with me. And uh, I appreciate it. Christine, good to see you. Raul, thank you for being here as well. So Christine, you were the founding, oh founding, the the first principal ever of Crystal Ray. Is your background education? Um, Education and public health. Okay, yes. and uh, you, you, it's it's funny because uh, you, you clearly have this creative streak about you because <laughs> you like to, to found things and uh, begin things. What what is uh, community does it, uh, and and what is the connection between Crystal Ray and uh, community does it? 
Sure. Uh, well, thank you for having us today. I appreciate it. Um, so the connection would be, well, um, both Raul and myself were founding members of the Crystal Ray Dallas College Prep, p- part of the Crystal Ray Network around the U.S. Actually, Birmingham has a school, if you can stop by. <laughs> um, wonderful school. Uh, but anyhow, um, after seven years of being at Crystal Ray, um, I had the opportunity to work very closely with the Pleasant Grove community and mainly the families. And one of my philosophies is around working in partnership with parents um, in supporting them and giving them the tools and resources to support their for them themselves to support their children. Mm-hmm. And for us educators to also learn from their strategies and knowledge to work with their children. Um, so I decided to leave Crystal Ray to expand my work um, to the larger community. Yeah. Um, so we put together a group of moms and educators and a few dads, um, and we ran some focus groups um, talking about a potential organization um, that is focused on public health, learning more about the needs uh, of the community from the community members themselves. And to our not surprise, what we learned um, and what was asked for was more access to services uh, for mental health. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. when you mean say mental health, uh, is this depression? Is this, uh, you know, what, what, what exactly falls under the category of mental health? Well, it's a, it's a large spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but in the focus group specifically, um, I asked that question. I asked the question about what is their perception and what is their understanding of mental health. And what I got from most moms was this idea of taking care of our brains, taking care of our mental health so that we can be there for others. That was the number one mm-hmm. definition of mental health. Yeah. Being Myself being healthy um, spiritually and mentally and physically in order for me to be there for my family and my children. Yeah. Is this mostly focusing on the mental health of the parents so that they can better parent their kids or the kids themselves or all the above? All of the above, right? Okay. So so what the families were um, asking and requested, um, and Raul can talk a little bit more about this, but there was a, you know, in, in our communities, there's a lot of, you know, in general, many communities, there's a lot of stigma and hesitation when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very quick to jump into, um, we're not crazy. Yeah. I don't need services. I don't need help. I'm not that, I'm not crazy. Yeah. So there's this um, kind of nothing in between. Either I'm okay, but if I show any signs of not being okay, then I begin to be scared because I will people will believe that I'm crazy, yeah. right? This fear of being crazy. It could be a vicious cycle. Well, that actually makes Absolutely. it worse, right? Yeah. And the culture of silence, that we don't yeah. talk about those things. Those are things that you're not allowed to talk at home or we ignore or we don't know how to recognize. But to our surprise, what I found is a community that is ready to get rid of that stigma. Uh-huh. Moms who are asking, um, what when I ask, what do you hope this organization can do for the community? They're saying, help us, teach us. Teach me as a mom, as a parent, to be there for my child. Mm -hmm. Teach me, guide me on what my child is going through. If my child is, you know, um, diagnosed with um, depression, for instance, which was talked about a lot, depression, what is that? How do I identify it? How do I guide my child and recognize those symptoms? And and, and a lot of, you know, parents saying, I don't want to be the reason my child does something stupid or, mm-hmm. you know, it's off the edge. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't have that connection. So 
So what we heard is moms who are ready to break the silence. We talked about our cultural dynamics a lot and how we don't talk about these things. But these mothers are saying, enough is enough. We're willing to do this. Teach us and give us access, right? Because that's mm -hmm. another big problem in the community. There's little to no access to routine services for mental health. Um, and we see that, and we can talk in a minute about some of the data that we found. Yeah, But that's oh, yeah. mostly what the parents were requesting. All right. Community Does It nonprofit organization. Uh, we have in studio Christine Roman, who uh, is spe was speaking just a moment ago, and Raul Estrada is one of the co-founders as well. Raul, welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for being here. Tell us, why did this particular project interest you? Oh, thank you, David. I appreciate you having us on the show. I think... Uh, Sorry about yeah, that. just maybe get a little closer to the mic. Yeah, okay. there we go. Thank you. Am I good there? Yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm even worse on camera. So this is a, <laughs> this is a, 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 a blessing. Uh, but no, thank you so much. Uh, one of the things that you know we got involved with the uh, with this project because uh, there was a, a tremendous need, and I saw it firsthand. I saw it with uh, with uh, friends and family that were that were needing, you know, especially during the pandemic. The pandemic exacerbated everything a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of anxiety with kids and with uh, with a lot of uh, the families and stuff. You know, this is something that nobody had any experience with, and so we saw firsthand how uh, how difficult it was for for kids to cope with that, especially going to school, you know, uh, doing school at home, you know, being locked up and not being able to do their their own routines. So we saw firsthand how it was uh, how it was affecting you know the community, and well, you know, Christine and I had been working at Crystal Ray. For many many years, I had a lot of respect for her. She's a, a dynamic lady, and just uh, one of the things that really interested me was Christine's postgraduate work, like her uh, her doctoral uh, work, was in uh, in community building and uh, and empowering communities to kind of help themselves. And I always thought that was a really good approach to take, you know. And that was what attracted me to the Crystal Ray model. The Crystal Ray model is something that where uh, kids work for their tuition, yeah, and so it's kind of helping themselves. So we, we got to talking about different projects, and she had shared with me that she wanted, uh, when her time was done at Crystal Ray, she wanted to do something in the community and where the community helped. But we, didn't, we hadn't narrowed it down to mental health. But with all the things that were going on, I think we, we both recognized that there, there was a need. And we, uh, we planned, uh, actually out in the parking lot at Crystal Ray. In the parking Ray. lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a conversation that started there and lasted for three hours, and it was um, a kind of a neat deal. And like I said, through experience with family and friends, we'd had some, uh, I'd had a, an employee of mine that had wanted to help her child and had a really bad experience trying to find something. And this person was diligent about going to different places and saying, how can I get help for my, my child? And it was either the, a lot of the people that are mental health providers don't take insurance, which is really kind of a, a crazy situation, but, but it, it's, it's reality. And then the, the, uh, the, the things that were, uh, that were available to the public you know, weren't available in that neighborhood. We looked and looked, and there was not a, anything there. And so we both decided that this was a project that was uh, needed in the community and that was something that we could both kind of get really enthused about, and it was something that would benefit the community a lot. Mm -hmm. And what's the connection with the Catholic Foundation? Well, I was on the board of the Catholic Foundation for, for, for many years, and, uh, and uh, they've, they've been very nice to me over the years, and they, uh, I think I was uh, their uh, their. I was a recipient of one of their awards not yeah. too many years ago, and, and it must have been a really lean year for me to get the award that year. But it was, uh, <laughs> they were kind and generous, and uh, and, uh, and 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 I, I love the people there at the foundation. Yeah, Cheryl Mansour is is uh, somebody that very very close friend of mine, and yeah. uh, and and all the people there at the foundation are, are, are close to us. And so we we reached out to them and told them about the project. And uh, I think one of the first meetings we had mm -hmm. was with Ann Latier and with uh, Cheryl. 
about what we were doing. Kind of let them know what was going on mm-hmm. and, and that deal. And I think they, uh, they're helping us kind of spread the word. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned, uh, Christine, some data that you wanted to share or anything else that might give be, uh, people an understanding of what the, what the problem is? Sure. Um, so the approach to uh, Raul's point in my dissertation, one of the things that I became passionate about and, and more knowledgeable about is this idea of grassroots organizing um, combined with methodology called community-based participatory action research, where you go to the communities, you get them involved, they become consultants of your initiative or your research or your work. While this is not a research project, I use that methodology um, for my research background in order to, you know, found community does it. Um, But it's always good practice to not only just go to the community and get from the experts themselves, the community members, Mm -hmm. what are the needs and and their wants, but also how does that connect to some of the data that has been collected. Um, So we found a good strong points um, around Pleasant Grove, the 75217 zip code, which is the zip code that we're focusing on. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, it's 70.5% Latino, which is a 10% increase from when we founded um, Crystal Ray Dallas, which at that point was 60% Latino. Um, So first of all, the audience is there, that's the targeted, you know, um, members that we're looking at. And the other thing was, um, not to our surprise, but pretty shocking, um, North Texas... um, Community Health Assessment of 2019, which was the last one, ranked Pleasant Grove, 75217, number two in behavioral health visits mm. in the Dallas County. Wow. Right? So number two in not only patient visits for behavioral health to the emergency room, but also the number of patients. Um, number one was 75216. And behavioral is, health, what do you mean by that? Oh, anywhere from, you know, mental health crisis. Okay. To like any, in, so ending up, in the psychiatric unit of the emergency room yeah. due to an episode of mental health, you know, a mental health crisis, which can be avoided, right? Like, you know, when you read the assessment, what the experts are saying, these are things that can be avoided if more people have access to routine yeah. mental health care, yeah. right? So again, we're more of a public health initiative. Um, our center will be focusing on um, therapy, but also our initiative is one more of prevention, um, and then in a minute, we can talk about exactly what we are doing and, and the services. Yeah, you mentioned about 75% of the area is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm guessing probably uh, lower on the socioeconomic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you think those are a factor? Is this something that, and I know you said you're focusing on Pleasant Grove right now. Is this mm-hmm. a problem that you think transcends uh, you know, race and economics, or is it more exacerbated in those per- particular communities? Well, I think if you look at different assessments, even uh, in the New York Times, when you look at um, some of the data that has been um, published around Pleasant Grove in Dallas, it's there's a there's a segregation of you know of a lot you know, and and seven five two one seven particularly has been an area that is a desert for many things, mm-hmm. um, mental health being one. You know, the closest uh, mental health services that a family in Pleasant Grove can get um, is through MetroCare Services and Jim Miller, but things that, you know, they're not aware of, mm-hmm. right? Or many families that are don't, don't get on the highway, they're not going to drive away. Or sometimes they have cumbersome paperwork that they don't understand. But I think in general, Pleasant Grove is an area uh, on like Oak Cliff <laughs> yeah. that hasn't seen that bloom and that growth. It has so much potential, but I think there's still a lot of services that are not for some reason getting there. 
Um, and then, Dave, to your point, that uh, that that area is uh, is the need, but the, this this need for mental health counseling and, and therapy is is needed all over the city, mm-hmm. and it, not just in the Pleasant Grove area, but and not just with the Hispanic community. It's something that that what what we're calling attention to is the fact that Pleasant Grove doesn't have access to it, mm-hmm. even if it's there. A lot of the the clinics that we saw when we started doing our initial research. We're located in the northern part of the city, yeah. and there people have access. Whether they use it or not is another thing. So one of the goals that we have, in addition to getting help for people, is to raising that awareness mm-hmm. and kind of destigmatizing the whole deal with, uh, with, with that. We, we mentioned you know, Hispanics in particular, that, that that is a stigma in our community, and people right. uh, you know, are reluctant to, to look for that kind of help. But part of the overall overarching goal of, the, of this program that we're, gonna, that we're launching is that, that we kind of try to break down and chip that away all over the city. Right. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, Raul, about the, the impact of the pandemic. And, Christian, I wanted to know, do you think if we were talking three years ago in 2018 or 2019, would there still be as big of a problem? Or how much of this do you think has to do with the all? I mean, and there's a lot of things that the, the, the pandemic has created, even just as far as personal mm-hmm. communication sure. and staying away from each other and lockdown. And Raul mentioned the not in-person classes and all that. Uh, is, is that a big factor? Absolutely. I've been an educator of, you know, working with teenagers for over 15 years. And I think mental health has always been a, a, something to be concerned about um, with teenagers, right? Yeah. We're developing ourselves. We're trying to develop our identity, who we are socially. And schools provide that social space. When you take children you know, and youth out of something that is so needed for their development is not surprising that you're going to see an, you know, an increase in some of these issues, mainly like depression or anxiety and stress, um, struggling with social interactions. Because, again, schools are spaces mm-hmm. for those, you know, for us to develop socially. And you're withdrawing, you know, teenagers away from their friends who they love <laughs> dearly yeah, and, and, yeah. and it's part of who they are every day. So I was a principal during the pandemic and 90 percent of our concerns were not about academics. Yeah, I mean, right. how, that was not any priority. We had to. It's like running a hospital. Isn't but it, it yeah. was their mental health of our students. Luckily, yeah. at Crystal Ray, we have four mental health counselors that yeah. were available to our families and students. Imagine schools where those resources didn't assist. But definitely when the focus groups, COVID was the topic of families seeing for themselves at home, yeah. their children struggling. Yeah. What about, is there a, uh, a spiritual element and also the, the family? Because if mom and dad are fighting or if dad's unemployed or both are unemployed or there's domestic abuse or, you know, right. uh, that, uh, that, that family structure and the impact it has on kids and mental health. And also um, just wondering if, if uh, the Catholic faith or just mm-hmm. uh, the, the you, you know, prayer or, or if, that, if that plays into the, the, the formula. While we are not a Catholic-based um, or faith-based organization, Pleasant Grove is a strong spiritual community, right? And we're trying to be aligned to the values of the community. And something that came up a lot in the focus groups, um, mostly Catholic moms um, in our initial focus groups, it is a recognition that prayer is important, you know, taking care of our spiritual health is important. Mm-hmm. But one mother said, we need to stop thinking that our faith alone is going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And she said, God gives us the freedom and, and for us to make those decisions. And it's our spiritual responsibility to take care of our mental health. Yeah. And, they, and then a lot of moms 
that hit home, right? Because I think there was a, sometimes a pray up, you know, pray up as if, you know, prayer, I believe in prayer is a mm. powerful tool. Yeah. And at the same time, these mothers are recognizing that taking care of our mental health is also important as part of our, sp- our spiritual journey. Yeah, it's like a cooperation. We're cooperating with God's grace, but Absolutely. we're not just saying, God, take care of this, exactly. and I'm, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let, let's focus uh, in the time we have remaining about what our listeners need to know most. How can they help? Is it through fundraising? Is it through getting the word out? Or maybe somebody's listening right now who says, I, I think I need this kind of uh, assistance. And you, you, Raul, you mentioned, you know, reg- regardless, north, south, east, west, uh, you know, this this, uh, focusing maybe on Pleasant Grove, but uh, what, what what's the most important message for our listeners, and how can they help you? Money. <laughs> <laughs> Let me um, grab for my wallet here. <laughs> ideas are, you know, the, the work that we've been doing has been amazing. In less than a year, uh, we already have, um, through a generous donation of, you know, to start our first founding team, we have three members, our community's person, the director of the educational support programs, we're already starting the workshops. They're amazing. We're empowering these moms, again, to take care of themselves so that they can take care of their children. And we also began to connect with different organizations, including UT Southwestern, Parkland, uh, Metro Care Services, um, and any other great nonprofits out there who will come, send visit the Paul Pharmacy, who are coming to us to offer those services at our center, will come to us to offer the services at our center's but also are partnering with us to, for, for us to help the families take advantage of all these amazing resources that are out there. So that work has already started through this very generous initial um, uh, donation. But right now, um, we are in the midst of a capital campaign um, to raise $600,000 um, to remodel the place that was donated to us. So we're going to have free rent uh, already donated. All we need is to remodel the place so that we can offer that, you know, go ahead and hire the first counselors and go ahead and offer the counseling services to our the children of the community in a place of dignity, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, we want a place that families told us, build a palace where we feel yeah, better about yeah. ourselves when we walk in and we don't feel more depressed than when we came right, in. So right, right now, if those who are listening, what we need right now is um, to get those funds going so that we can go ahead and remodel this, the place that was donated to us and then eventually be able to then hire those first four counselors yeah. and psychologists. And I think what's really kind of neat is we're, um, we're able to do a lot. I mean, the, most uh, nonprofits that start out like this, I mean, they'll start out, you know, with a, a very high bar to, to provide services. And um, I think the fact that Christine's already, uh, we've already hired people. We've hired people to come out, and they're already doing workshops at different communities. We've done some at at, uh, at St. Phillips, and uh, and we've we've done uh, some different at public libraries in Pleasant mm-hmm. Grove and different areas. And they're at the space itself. But what we're uh, we're doing now is we're uh, we're in the midst of, of trying to build this this place out. And I think that's where uh, you know Christine is the brains of this organization. I just kind of I get to to <laughs> do some of the construction work and stuff. Yeah. She's She's really talented in that aspect. But I think what helps us in this particular situation is that we have a location where we want to build. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, that, that's, that's, that's a big hurdle to, to overcome first. And we, uh, we want to build something that's, that's, that's pretty and that's, that's uh, not just, but we want to take best practices yeah. and give the people of Pleasant Grove something that has dignity and that, that it doesn't look like an institutional kind of right. look. 
we, we don't want people to come out of there more depressed than when they came in. <laughs> no. we, we were last Friday at the Catholic uh, Charities Office over there at Mockingbird, and I said that to Dave Woodyard. I said, it's, it's really beautiful. This is a really nice. And he said the same thing. He says, yeah, when, we, when people come in here, we want them to, to feel like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, it's a nice place, and it, yeah. it, gives, it helps them with their dignity rather than being kind of a rundown kind of yeah. place. Absolutely. Um, just about out of time, um, I'll give you the last word, Christine. And also, is there a website? Is there sure. a phone number? Uh, where, where can people find out more information? So more information, you can follow us on social media. Community Does It. We're in every channel. And also our website is communitydoesit.org slash donate. Um, you can easily uh, make a contribution or you can contact us if you'd rather send a money order and check. Um, but, you know, if in your heart today is to contribute, we greatly appreciate it. We are only going to charge $20 per session um, with no paperwork needed to our families. And all of the educational and community health support will be to, at no cost to this family. So. Um, I hope and pray that you guys are able to make a contribution or contact us in any other way that you want to be part of this great project. And thank you, Dave, for having us and help us spread the word. Yeah, very nice to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Raul, thank you. Nice to see you as well. Hopefully we'll see uh, one or both of you at the Catholic Foundation event uh, next month. Yeah, February 19th. Looking forward to it. Uh, Community does it. Dot org forward slash donate, and uh, you can also, as uh, Christine said, find them on all of the regular social media yes. sites, uh, Facebook and that kind of thing. Uh, thanks to Raul Estrada and Christine Roman, founders of uh, Community Does It. Also, big thanks to Joseph Rodriguez. I'm sure he's listening right now. I think he's over <laughs> at, unless he's in class, uh, or, 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 or I don't know if he's uh, still directly involved with Crystal Ray, but he's, yes. he's working for you guys, isn't he? Development Communications Director, and of course, thanks to Bill Kula as well. All right, let's take a break and come back and talk about young people. I, I'm not a young person, but I can talk about it, right? Young Catholic Professionals, Peter Blute's going to be in studio, and his guest uh, will be joining us. Uh, she's, the, I think, the most recent hire for Young YCP. She's the program director, and her name is uh, Veronica Dose, if I pronounce that right, but we'll have both of them on right after this. Catholic Charities Dallas is hosting its 2022 Bishop's Gala, Love in America, with Grammy Award-winning band America. The event takes place on Saturday, February 5th at the Hilton Anatole Dallas Hotel. The night includes a cocktail hour, dinner, a silent auction, and a dance. You don't want to miss this fun and memorable night. To purchase tickets and for more information, visit ccdallas.org. That's ccdallas.org. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says, Come to me, and I will give you rest. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller invites all women ages 18 to 100 for a day of rest at its women's retreat. The retreat takes place on Saturday, January 15th from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Through prayer, 
inspiration, and conversation, women will find nourishment for their weary souls through Christ and community with plenty of caffeine and chocolate too. For more information and ticket information, visit seascc.org. Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. St. Jude Parish and Allen's Catholic Alcohol and Addictions Ministry is sponsoring regular online 12-step meetings on Fridays at 12 noon. At these meetings, people in recovery share their experience, strength, and hope in working the 12 steps in these recovery programs. These steps are in close alignment with St. Ignatius' spiritual exercises. The meetings are closed and anonymous. For more information and the schedule, visit stjudeparish.com forward slash C-A-A-M. The Guadalupe Radio Network is happy to welcome Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center as a new sponsor here on KATH 910 AM. Dr. Wynn, a member of St. Vincent de Paul Parish in Arlington, and his staff offer a variety of services such as general and cosmetic dentistry, dental implants, braces, Invisalign, and laser pain relief for TMJ, TMD, and jaw pain. They can be reached at 817-274-1825. That's 817-274-1825. It's Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center. All right, welcome back. This is the Good News Show. It is January 10th of 2022. Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson here. And uh, we are uh, thankful that you're listening. It's a lot going on. And uh, Young Catholic Professionals is one of the groups that I have just really enjoyed uh, just watching them grow from the very, very beginning when Jen Boss started this many years ago uh, with one chapter in Dallas. And then it just has exploded and exploded. And we're delighted that once a month they come in and uh, take one of the segments of this show and talk about the latest news. And they always bring on uh, a guest. And uh, it's always connected somehow to spirituality and Catholicism and young people, so it's, it's, it's great. So in studio is uh, Peter Bluth, the Chief Operating Officer. That's a, a new title. Peter, uh, congratulations. I don't know if Thanks, I feel Dave. worthy. So what's, what's, uh, <laughs> well, what's changed, or uh, what does your new title and job entail? Oh, well, uh, I don't know if it's, it's that exciting individually, <laughs> but YCP continues to grow, and yeah. uh, you know it's been such a joy to be a part of this organization for more than seven years now, and uh, help, helping head up our operations nationally as YCP's grown from just a local Dallas uh, ministry here to now being present in 16 different states and 27 chapters. So uh, my role increasingly is uh, working with our growing staff and our volunteers base of 400 plus volunteers across the country that help run our chapters. So uh, YCP continues to grow and uh, our team continues to grow and uh, Holy Spirit's certainly at work and keeps prodding us in that direction. So. Amen. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see like a, a bar graph of every time we've had you or Jen on and, and, and the, the, the number of, of chapters, because I think about every month at least one new one comes on. You, you said another chapter came on just last Thursday, is that right? Exactly, yes. We're thrilled to add YCP Kansas City to the map. Uh, and that, for those of you in Kansas or Missouri or may have friends there, we're going to be on, on both sides of State Line Drive. So, All right. Uh, both in Kansas and in Missouri side of the city. But uh, Chapter 27, uh, really, really exciting, amazing launch. Um, myself and a few of our teammates went out there to celebrate with the team. 
a couple hundred people in attendance there, and they're just thrilled to be bringing YCP to, to the area. Yeah. And I know there was a time in the, the height of the pandemic where everything was pretty much on Zoom and nobody was meeting in person. Is that getting better? Are the, most of the meetings in person now where you know, people can actually get together? Yeah. A majority of our chapters um, are have been, have been hosting yeah. um, in-person events. Uh, you know, uh, more recently here in January, we'll, we'll kind of see how things go. But yeah, I mean, YCP is meant to be an experience that's lived in person. It's about those personal connections and about the in-person experience. And so, uh, you know, we do have to navigate some of that in individual states and, and kind of on a case-by-case basis um, due to COVID. But uh, luckily, almost all our chapters right now are hosting in-person events. And uh we we have no plans to to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> was there was there talk of an international chapter? Am or am I dreaming? What, have you? There, all, have there is. We'd love to have uh, YCP go international. We've had people reach out from, oh gosh, probably uh, more than eight or ten different countries um, over over my is tenure right? here at YCP. Wow. So it's really just about um, managing um, you know limited resources as a nonprofit and knowing how much interest there is here stateside. Uh, kind of trying to navigate, do we first address all the need here kind of locally mm-hmm. in the States yeah. and then look at international? So we've we've looked into it a little bit. Uh, I do anticipate longer term uh, that YCP can be in other countries. Um, but right now we're, we're focused on just a ton of demand here in the United States to launch chapters and and engage with members. Yeah. It's nice when they come to you and you don't have to go reaching out. And if you're just kind of, you know, there's, hey, bring one to our, our, you know, our, our right. diocese, exactly. our diocese. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, well, that's awesome. And I know you've got a guest that you're going to introduce to uh, us and to our listeners, uh, Veronica Dos, I believe it is, who is your new program coordinator. Uh, Veronica, are you on? I'm here. Hi. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm Thank meeting you for, for having me. Oh, yeah, sure. Take it away, Peter. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Veronica. It's great to have you here. So um, perhaps you could start off, just give us a little bit of your, your background, um, you know, for, for our audience to know uh, kind of where you, where you came from, where you live, um, and then we can chat a little bit more about uh, what you're going to be doing at YCP, too. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Veronica. I'm a young adult. Um, I live right outside of the Philadelphia area. Um, I've spent the last two years working for another nonprofit um, where I worked with um, young adults who were diagnosed with developmental disabilities, um, and I helped them find jobs in the community. So kind of worked in that area with young adults. Um, So it's really um, exciting to be a part of YCP now working with more young adults, (laughs) um, but kind of in a different um, I guess, mission overall. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us a little bit about how you came to learn about YCP and um, uh, what that experience was like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my first introduction to YCP was honestly over social media. Um, so <laughs> that's the day and age right now. Um, but then after that, I'm sure it was just, you know, God's divine providence, um, one of my best friends, um, is the president of the Philadelphia chapter, which is also pretty new. Um, so I've gotten to attend some of the events there. Um, and it's just been really great to see and meet a bunch of other young adults who are kind of, you know, looking for that community and growing deeper in the faith. Um, and then, you know, just through that as well, um, my friend recommended me or referred me, I should say, 
um, to Jen. And that's kind of how, I guess, we got it all rolling and why I'm here today. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it's so cool and important for uh uh, for the average uh, kind of member of YCP, they often find us online, right, through social media or through Google searches. Uh, when I was in Kansas City, I had multiple people that said they were just Googling kind of young young professional, young Catholic events, and YCP popped up. So that's how a lot of people find us. So we're excited that you found us that way as well and, and through your friend Casey. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, well, um, what is uh, what has your experience been like so far in in uh, attending YCP there in Philly? Obviously, it's one of our brand new chapters just launched late last year, so I know you haven't had a ton of experience. But um, you know, what what have you experienced at those events, and um, what kind of gets you excited about working now at YCP, helping our volunteers to to put on those events in chapters across the country? Hmm. Um, so I guess. Starting with some of the events, um, I was there at the launch party, which just was just a great start, <laughs> I would say, for anyone joining um, their chapters. Um, and Philadelphia is just such a great city. It's so expansive and, and diverse. Um, so we really got to meet a bunch of different people. And people even, you know, came in from New York, from, you know, like neighboring cities and stuff. So it wasn't just Philadelphia. Um, but just exciting. It's just great conversations. Um, you know, you really get to network and get to learn about different people and their faith and what they do for a living and, you know, how they live out, um, I guess, the gospel and their everyday work life. And um, from there, we've had speaker events. Um, they held a retreat on the weekend for St. Joseph. Um, there's been happy hours, <laughs> which are super fun too and, and casual. And I think it's a great setup too if you're um, bringing, you know, new people in just to kind of ease them into it, especially if they, you know, weren't brought up with, you know, any sort of faith background in general. But, you know, it's a great setting where you can kind of get to know these people um, on a more personal level. So, um, so far, so good. <laughs> just super exciting, super fun. Um, I think our next event is coming up pretty shortly. It was supposed to be after the new year, so I'm looking forward to that as well. And is there is there one particular part of YCP that kind of drew you in in a in a special way? One aspect of it maybe that really stood out to you as a a young adult? I think for me, I would say it's the community aspect, um, which is just something that I've always searched for. I think maybe especially since. I would consider myself to be more extroverted and I kind of look for, you know, a group um, to kind of go to. Um, you know, when I was in high school, that was just our also like Kairos retreats or um, different religious groups and clubs. Um, and then college, obviously, was, you know, Bible studies and you could participate, you know, in the daily mass and adoration and, you know, the different retreats that they held. Um, so then obviously I knew that there was something missing as a young adult, you know, and in the work life. And, um, I think at first I didn't realize what that was. Um, but then once I was able to kind of put my, you know, put myself out there a little bit and see what these events were like, it was kind of like an aha moment. Um, just realizing, you know, how at home I feel with other members of the church. Um, so I think that's just super important to me is just having that community, um, of people that, understand you a bit more and um, can teach you more about God and, and reveal Him to you. So um, I would say that's 
that's the number one for me. Yeah, and and you know we we often we often hear that from uh, from our members is that they're really looking for that deeper community, that group of peers who can help them to um, really have that kind of accountability and encouragement when it comes to uh, practicing our faith. Um, of course, people come to YCP at all stages in the faith journey, and the goal is that YCP can help you through the encouragement of your peers, through the speakers and mentors that YCP offers, um, the the generation before us who can really help uh, pass the baton on to us as the next generation of Catholic leaders. Um, all of this can be experienced through YCP, but it's done through the lens of, of this enriching and um, I think oftentimes inspiring community. Um, and and Deva, I'm not sure if we've we've shared this, but we've recently done some uh, some back of the napkin math, and we think there could be as many as 15 to 20 million uh, young Catholics in our demographic who are working or desire to work, and so that's really YCP's target is uh, to reach uh, all you know 15 to 20 million of them here in the United States, many of whom I think the church is having a difficult time engaging right now. So Veronica is a, a great example uh, of, of someone who's experiencing YCP from that demographic, and, and I am as well. Now, the, the, you say 15 to 20 million, That what, what is, what's distinct about them? Yeah, so those would be 20 and 30-something young adults yeah. who uh, consider themselves Catholic in, in, in some form um, and who are working or, or have a desire to right. work if they're not actively working. So this is a target audience for YCP. This is These our are target people audience. That, that need to be yeah. engaged in their faith and having that community uh, aspect exactly. that uh, Veronica's talking about. And, and so a program coordinator, uh, what exactly is she going to be doing? Or she, yeah. she, 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 <laughs> What are you going to be a doing? A whole bunch of different things. That, that's the <laughs> coordinating across the, the entire YCP also, 27 exactly. chapters, is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Veronica is going to be helping out with... Uh, supporting our chapter volunteers across the okay. country, making sure we have healthy, vibrant chapters that continue to grow, and we're really supporting, uh, deeply supporting our volunteers that run YCP and all of yeah. these chapters. She's also going to be helping us out on the membership side. Um, we have some, some, uh, um, you know, as as YCP continues to grow, and we have more members joining, really enriching that experience for them. And she'll also be helping us out with our upcoming conference, which we can touch on at the end yeah, here, yeah. Uh, coming up here in Dallas, and uh, exciting uh, planning leading up to that. So she'll be doing a little bit of a little bit of everything, and then I think her role will start to focus a little bit more later in the year. But YCP's growing so quickly; it's kind of a an exciting all hands on deck moment. Uh, continues to be, I guess, not as much a moment, but <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you're listening to the Good News Show here on this Monday. We're talking about young Catholic professionals, and Peter Bluth, the Chief Operating Officer of YCP, is uh, in studio, and Veronica Dost. Am I pronouncing your last name right, Veronica? I want to make sure of that. Is it Dost? Um, there's really no guide on how to pronounce <laughs> it. I, I usually just say Dost because I'm not Spanish, so okay. then usually if, if people say Dost, I guess they assume sometimes I'm, I'm Spanish, but... 
um, it's a unique last name. <laughs> yeah, that's but, for sure. Yeah, I take both. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So we'll go with uh, uh, Doss, okay, because that's what she prefers. All right. So Veronica Doss, the new program coordinator with uh, YCP. Do you want to do you want to talk about the spring event, or, or is there something else you want to talk to Veronica about? Yeah, well, I just, just uh, since you brought it up, Veronica, your last name, uh, I, I think it's just cool, your, your background. Maybe you could just very quickly share uh, kind of where your family's from and I think there's a uh, a particular saint that you and probably your family as well have a wonderful devotion to. Maybe you could just share very briefly about that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so my parents actually immigrated um, from Poland. Um, so I'm a first-generation American here. So super just proud to be Polish. Um, we love the culture. My whole extended family um, is still in Poland. So I think... A lot of my Catholic faith and upbringing, um, honestly, was very tied, very or sorry, it was tied very closely to um, the Polish culture. Um, as I'm sure you know, there's a lot of great saints that came from Poland. Um, but yes, one of my favorites is just stereotypically Saint John Paul the Great. Um, I've said that I've just taken him on as my adoptive or spiritual grandfather. Um, so I just get a lot of peace from him um, when in desolation or, you know, struggling with just everyday life. I just look to him and how he lived his life and, you know, his works. Um, He's got so many books (laughs) where you can read his words and gain some beautiful insight on just God. And um, so, yeah, it's it's really amazing. I love my culture. I love my faith and... (laughs) So, and I love the saints <laughs> that come from there. So, yeah. <laughs> Veronica, have you gotten a chance to go to visit his his tomb? I think in St. Peter's, right? Yes, yeah. I did a couple years back um, in Rome. I got to see his tomb and also have mass um, before his tomb, which was luckily in English. Um, That's so amazing. We understood a lot of it. It's just, yeah, it's been. I'm I'm still I'm sure like just reaping from the graces of that day. <laughs> YCP Poland, you, you know, you talk, we talked about international YCPs, boy, wouldn't that be awesome I to have know. a Poland one? Oh All right, Ver- Veronica will I'm be so our, our gateway to, uh, yeah. to, to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer proudly. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's, um, I know we just have just a couple yeah, a of minutes, minutes here. Let's, let's chat real briefly about the conference. So uh, many of our listeners know YCP has an annual national conference, um, this year, uh, it's going to be here in Dallas again, more specifically Frisco area, uh, April 29 through May 1, coming up here in just a couple of months. So for those uh, interested, I hope many, many of you are, you can go to ycpconference.org, uh, same site every year. Uh, those tickets are live, and you can go check out um, all the speakers, all the schedule, everything that's going to be happening that weekend. I, I love to describe it as uh, part vacation weekend, part spiritual retreat, and part professional development. And there really is an opportunity or a role for everyone. So this isn't just if a uh, conference for those in their 20s and 30s. If you're uh, uh, young at heart or were young, young once, uh, you have a role as well. We have mentorship opportunities um, in a number of other ways you can be involved. Of course, sponsorships available as well uh, to interact with our audience for the weekend. But uh, this amazing weekend, the theme is going to be based on St. Alphonsus Liguri's 
um, I, I say book, it's more of a small pamphlet called Uniformity to God's Will. Um, and it's just a treasure trove of how we can live a life in alignment, uh, truly embracing God's will for our life. So um, as we always do, the book is the basis for the conference, but it's by no means an academic exercise. This mm-hmm. is about breaking this open, applying it in real life, and um, making sure that we know how we can practice this, especially in our workplaces, um, those opportunities we have in every moment to align ourselves more fully with God's will for our life. Um, we have some extraordinary speakers um, here locally, actually. Rob Hayes hmm. um, is uh, going to be one of our keynote speakers. We have a Nashville Dominican sister, Maristella. Uh, we've got a retired lieutenant general um, Stephen Quast, who's going to be speaking. Monse Alvarado, uh, who's on, on EWTN, I believe, from time to time. Uh, Deacon Charlie Echeverry, Father Ken Garassi back again, um, and a number of others. Just an amazing lineup of speakers. So ycpconference.org is where you can get all the info and sign up. And people can – it's open and, I mean, people can go sign up right now and it's – Yeah, uh, we are. We're, tickets? we're okay. open for business. Tickets are flying off the shelf and, uh, uh, you know, we, we hope you can join us. <laughs> <laughs> I have this image in my mind of the tickets flying off. Uh, nowadays, tickets are almost always uh, electronic, right? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, that's great. Well, congratulations uh, on your recent hire and congratulations, Veronica, on being the new program director for Young Catholic Professionals and – um, and thanks for being on with us, Veronica. Good, good to meet you, at least over the radio. Oh, you as well. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you all heard at the beginning of the show, but uh, Cecil is getting on a plane today and flying out to EWTN to be a guest on Life on the Rock. Amazing. Uh, and so they're going to record tomorrow, and it's going to air in, uh, what, in the next month or so. And did, didn't Jen go on Life on the Rock? Yeah, I think we've, she's been, we've have been you, on have Life you, on the Rock oh, twice, you, oh, actually. Oh, were you on also? Oh, yeah, I was on once, and, and Jen's been on twice. So, okay. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a great experience and just amazing being there and, and seeing, you know, seeing the headquarters and um, and the uh, the uh, basilica there yeah. nearby, Sisters Basilica. So, yeah. Uh, we, we told her that, you know, the national championship in football is tonight uh, and Alabama's playing, so she better say roll tide when she gets, <laughs> gets off the plane. And it all started with a fireside chat uh, so, uh, at, at our GRN retreat where everybody was sitting around and Father Mark and a bunch of people were talking. I'd already gone to bed by that time, but he must have been very impressed with something Sissel said. He said, you know what? I think I want to have you on our show sometime. That's awesome. Uh, everybody was just kind of discussing stuff. So, all right. Uh, be careful, Sissel, and uh, <laughs> fly safely, okay? And, uh, I will uh, control that plane very well. Thank you. <laughs> My right. rosary will keep it in the air. And again, thanks to uh, Veronica Das, uh, the new program director. And Peter, great to see you. Congratulations on your new uh, title and position there at the Thank YCP. And uh, the 27th chapter, congratulations, in Kansas City, the most recent one. So pray for them. And I bet next month when you come back, you'll probably be up to 30, 29. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we, God, have, we have big goals to double the size of YCP basically in the next three years. So oh, if you're interested right? okay. or you know someone who's interested, get in touch with us. We'd love to bring YCP to your city, Fairfield County, Connecticut. 
will probably be coming up next in the next handful of oh, months. Okay. More, All right. more details to come. Spring Conference, April 29th through May 1st, ycpconference.org. Uniformity to God's will is the theme based on St. Alphonsus Liguori. So that's going to do it for the Good News Show. Thanks so much. And again, uh, support the car raffle if you want to be involved or invite us to your parish. Just email kth at grnonline.com. We'll see you next Monday. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Most Reverend Michael F. Olson, Bishop of Fort Worth, invites all to attend the annual Respect Life Mass on Monday, January 24th. The Respect Life Mass takes place at St. Mark Catholic Church in Argyle at 7 p.m. A small reception with hors d'oeuvres and dessert will follow. Together we will pray for an end to abortion, euthanasia, and all the offenses to the sanctity and dignity of human life. A rose procession will mark the more than 60 million deaths that have occurred as a result of the Roe v. Wade decision which legalized abortion. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the Word of God. The GRN is giving away this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy 